the Pepper McGee and Molly Show. What's going on in the world? There's a special election today in Wisconsin. Congressman Pike, who resigned to become a judge, and now five men are running for the job. And here, locking the front door as they head for the polls, are Tibber, McGee, and Molly. I ought to keep everything here belongs till we get back. You know the old Scott saying, Molly? Locks or something to keep your neighbors honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Incidentally, McGee, what's this election about? Well, you heard the man. Congressman Pikey got appointed to the state Supreme Court. That's kicked upstairs, you might say. The Supreme Court is pretty high kicking. Well, anyhow, that left his congressional seat vacant. Really, too, probably. Huh? Never mind. Oh. So five different fellows are running to see which one can fill the vacancy. And like the fine upstanding citizen you are, you drag your wife away from her hospital to vote. Yeah. Okay, but who do I vote for? Well, take your pick. Here's the list. George Erstwhile, attorney. A.C. Thompson, who's the county road commissioner. R.D. Clayton, real estate man. John Goldbach, farmer from the south side of the district. And Jackson Cornwall, retired. What was he before he retired, does it say? Yeah. He was one-third Choctaw Indian. Mighty rare occupation. <laughs> Must pay well. But which one of these men would you advise me to vote for, Davy? Please, Molly. Exercising your prerogative to vote is sort of like setting up exercises. It ought to be done with secrecy and privacy. I'm not the type guy that he tells my wife how she ought to cast your vote. That's your own responsibility. But, McGee, I don't know anything about them. What should I do, close my eyes and stick a pin into the lucky candidate? No, you don't have to do that. I'll give you a rundown on their qualifications. If any, you just pick the best man. Or the least worst man, if you'd rather phrase it that way. <laughs> All right, uh, tell me. Now, what about this man Thompson, the county road commissioner? Well, I've met him, and he's the kind of guy that has all the answers. Don't know a single question, but he's got all the answers. I've met one time. Hi, so, Mr. McGee. So, hi, Mr. McGee. Hi. Oh, hello there, Hello, Katie. I just saw your mother standing on her front porch with her hands shading her eyes. Yeah, and a searching look on her face. For me? Looks like. Where you been, sis? I saw the boogie man on that Ah, you're too old to feed us any of that stuff. And we're too old to swallow it. You didn't see any boogie man. I did, too. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, oh for goodness sakes, McGee, give in. The polls close at 7, you know. Okay, sis, you did see the boogeyman. But where'd you see him? In front of witnesses? And did they see him, too? Will they testify to said phenomenon? Is that... Please, Mr. McGee, one question at a time. So sorry. I saw the boogeyman down at the BC Theater. There was a couple hundred other witnesses, and they all screamed in the same place as I did. I see. McGee, that's the name of the new horror picture. Oh. Sign Paul Hoff and Lou Gorsi. Mm-hmm. Well, gee, with this, why don't you say so? Well, anyhow, isn't that picture kind of old for you? No, no, Mr. McGee. It's not old. No? Mm-mm. It just came out last week. Oh. Well, I gotta go now. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Then maybe we ought to drop in at the Bijou after we vote. Which brings us back to those congressional candidates and which one to vote for. You better tell me a little more about them. All right. Let's consider George Erstwhile. Now, he's an attorney. Most members of Congress are attorneys on account of the main business of Congress is to pass laws. To make speeches. Yeah. Sometimes a congressman has to talk for 24 or 36 hours on end. Sounds endless. That's what they call a filibuster. Hey, you know, keep reading that word. What does that mean, anyhow? Filibuster? Well, uh, it comes from the Greek, my dear. Filla meaning friend and bluster meaning to shoot off one's mouth. But filibuster, to keep shooting off your mouth and you haven't any friends left. <laughs> 
Well, I'm so glad to know that. But why do they have to... Anyway, how it works in Congress. Say, a bill comes up that some congressman's against. You know, like maybe the post office wants to start charging him or they're trying to raise the price of haircuts in the barbershop or something. Yeah. So this congressman gets up and he starts talking, see? And he keeps yakking away. Oh, maybe for three or four days. So finally, the post office folds up and the barbershop agrees to get free shoe shine. Isn't that interesting? Well, does it really work? Well, did you notice about a half a block back there we passed Madame Bertha's Chateau Chateau with a window full of Easter hats? No, did we really? <laughs> I was listening to you and... That, my dear, was a filibuster. <laughs> Cornwall retired. Mm-hmm. George Esquire, attorney at law. John Goldbach, farmer. Mm-hmm. R.D. Clayton, president, dotted line realty company. Yeah, I think he's in the race just for the advertising. Next is A.C. Thompson, county road commissioner. And then there's a the blank space. Well, that blank space is there, so if you don't like any of them guys, you can write in your own choice. Oh, dear, it's so confusing. I don't know enough about them to decide. Maybe if you tell me everything you know about these candidates, it would help me. Oh, Okay, what you want, the good or the bad? We'll start with the good. Okay, we'll take Erstwhile, the lawyer. We'll take him first. Moved here from Chicago six, seven years ago and brought all his witnesses with him. Mm-hmm. Always been a great hammer and hawer. I understand that his hawing is still pretty good, but he's starting to rip a little at the hems. <laughs> I've seen Erstwhile in the courtroom, and he's a man you can always depend on to hit the nail squarely on the thumb. Mm-hmm. What about this John Goldbach? Well, Goldbach is listed as a dirt farmer. That's the farmer who figures everybody else is trying to do him dirt. Good, solid citizen. Got plenty of stuff between the ears, and most of it is fat and bone. How about the real estate man? R.D. Clayton? He's a very interesting catcher. Born out here in Whistle Vista. Left home at the age of 10 with 30 cents and a bone-handled knife riding a borrowed bicycle. Next heard of in Blytheville, Arkansas, where he traded the bicycle for a mule and the mule for a racehorse, and he came back home in 1930 driving a Cadillac and smoking dollar cigars. Sounds like a businessman, all right. Yep. He went in the real estate business in 31. Bought a swamp at the edge of town, pumped the water out of it, and sold it to the city for an airport just before the fall rains came. <laughs> oh, no, I'd say, are these times? Oh, hello, Emily. Hiya, sonny boy. Wither away. Hello, Dr. Gamble. Wither away yourself, Tubby. You can stand it. Where are you going, Tickle Nose? We're on our way to vote. Only I'm having a tough time trying to make up my mind which candidate should get my ex. Well, they say a woman never knows what kind of a hat she doesn't want to after she's bought it, Nellie. <laughs> <laughs> and I sometimes think it's the same with congressmen. Well, McGee won't help me, though, Doctor. He says every citizen must make up her mind by herself. Well, this is one time I agree with him, Molly, which frankly frightens me a bit. Ordinarily, we're intellectual opposites, of course. What do you mean by that? I'm intellectual and you're the opposite. It so happens that I'm going to cast my vote, too. Come on, I'll walk along with you. Okay, you know any guys who are running, Ducky? Yes, four of them are patients of mine. Oh, that must make it hard to decide who to vote for. Not at all. Of course, a physician looks at these matters in an entirely different light than you laymen. Oh, he does, huh? Give us a permission. All right. We had occasion to test George Erskine with a lie detector in the hospital last week, and the machine showed that he was lying even when he wasn't saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> How about this Mr. Clayton? Ah, man full of gratitude. I did that fellow a favor ten years ago, and he's never forgotten it. Oh. But just the other day, he came over to see me. He came back to repay you, huh? No, he needed another favor, and he thought of me immediately. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say about Jackson Cornwall? Oh, yes. There's one thing that's been bothering me about him, Doctor. How can a person have one-third Indian blood? Very simple, my dear. His mother was anemic. Oh. <laughs> I think... <laughs> Cornwall's a nice fellow, and he means well. 
His aim in life is very good, but unfortunately, he's got no ammunition. <laughs> Which one are you voting for, then, Doc? Don Goldbach gets my ballot. Oh, he's your favorite, is he, Doctor? Favorite? I don't even know him. But the other four are all patients of mine. You don't think I'm going to send my patients to Washington where they get free service from those government doctors, do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's this other voting booth, kids. And remember, never send a customer to Congress. <laughs> No, the minute I got inside, I knew exactly who to vote for. Mm-hmm. I went over everything you told me. You said a congressman should be a plain man of the people. Right. He should have a curious nature, and he should be a good mixer. True. You said he should be able to talk for hours on end. That's true. So I just wrote in the name of the person that I thought was best qualified for the job. That's the way to do it. Good. Who'd you vote for? You. Huh? Who? Me? Right. You now have one right in vote for congressman. Well, I... Well, I'm not going to be with you, Good night. <laughs> Good night, all. <laughs>